All right, Inappropriate Earl, we're back. We had three episodes last week, two today. I mean, the the wheel never stops in the podcast world. But today I'm beyond honored and humbled to have someone. You know, I often talk about, you know, people in the comedy world. You see them, hey, what's up, dude? Hey, girl. And you don't really bond with them just faceless bodies after a couple of years because you're all in your own world. Uh, this woman on my couch is a legend and an institution in LA comedy. She's someone I love and adore, but she goes on early at the comedy store. <laughs> I go on uh, at the opposite end, which is probably smart by Adam, the booker. I think he, threw me up once early and uh let's just say it was uh, wasn't the right fit for the audience i love 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 this woman please become fans of hers she's got a comedy album coming out but i just adore her and i want my fans to be her fans put your hands together for the one the only sean polofsky oh earl i will marry you next sir well, that was a killer intro. When you get divorced, ho <laughs> oh, hopefully yeah. you don't. Yeah. Unlike most comics, I'm respectful of another person's, Aww. another comic's uh, relationship. It's it's just it's it's really nice to be here, and and I think I think it's great that I'm the opener of the shows at the comedy store and that you close that up. It's like, it's two good bookends. It's, you know, we start with the funny and then we end with, well, okay. Right. No, There's but we Earl. end with the funny. It, well, uh, Don Barris is the true closer. Oh God. I'm the opener <laughs> to the closer. Right. Um, but you're someone who, uh, I mean, I've known for 10 years, maybe longer. Yeah. But I like, we never get to hang out cause we're just, yeah. You know, you're married. I'm single. You go on early. I go on late. Yeah. So I guess you don't run in the same uh, circles unless you were just randomly at the store at the same time. Yeah. But but when I see you, I always, you know, it's like time never stops. Right. It always feels like I do see you all the time because you're one of the good eggs there in the store. You know, it's a, it's a crazy fucking place. It's anything goes there. So when you see someone that, you know, kind of brings you, like centers you. And then you're one of those people that is just like, ah, oh, Earl. I mean, I don't think, I can't, I can't find any reason to dislike you. And I dislike fucking everybody. So you are just, you're kind of one of those gems that are, you're that diamond in the rough. Well, uh, I feel the same way about you. Like, I, I don't have a bad word to say about you. Oh, it's because I have big tits. You're just so You nice. do. I mean, I got, I got to be Thank honest you, with Earl. you. I mean, respectfully, once yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, if they made, <laughs> if they remade Weird Science. <laughs> I and, would play uh, Lisa. And I would be Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> right. And I'll even throw the other guy's name in there, Elon Mitchell Smith. Oh, you did not. You mean... We were just in here taking a shit. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? That's yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, he was in another movie. He uh, was? Yeah, he did. Like he, From like 84 to 88, he had a mm -hmm. nice run. Uh, not Anthony Michael Hall, Elon Mitchell Smith. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. It's called The Chocolate War. And Do it, tell about The Chocolate War. Well, my favorite actor is in it, and it's a gay actor by the name of John Glover. 
Oh, who yeah. uh, he's that quintessential. I yeah. know that face. I right. don't necessarily know his name. Right. Uh, he's the head of a um, Catholic school. He's in charge of the chocolate sale, <laughs> and he's a sadistic priest. Of course, I, I mean he always plays the bad guy. Yeah, and Elon Mitchell Smith is like, the evil gay bad guy. Well, he's oh, plain he's a straight. Well, oh, yeah, but he he's probably a was right. Uh, oh, okay. He's always straight in his movies. Okay, but in real life, he's gay. Yeah, uh, which I never knew. Like, uh, like Tom Cruise. Well, you yeah. Know, uh, who knows? Who, okay. Like Travolta. Yeah. Or whatever you know we're going to disappear in the next hour because Scientologists are just going to like barrel through this roof. And then we'll be like, this was a great part. Earl. Yeah. And where's Earl? Where's Sean? <laughs> Barry. Uh, but um, Elon Mitchell Smith is like, well, I don't want to sell chocolates. Right. And then that's the whole movie is the, the yin and yang of, okay. uh, you know, good versus evil. And uh, it's bullying because uh, the yeah. priest has uh, this... Uh, there's just like a secret society uh, mm -hmm. in the school and the priest sends these guys after him, make this kid sell the chocolates. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was like an independent movie yeah. that, you know, but I'm going to check it out. Cause I thought that it's really, I good. thought that weird science was that guy's like one time. movie. No, he was a really, you know, if, and we've probably seen this in the comedy world where, uh, and maybe even the chocolate war was, what got him out of the business was like, oh, wow, this is a great movie. There's great actors in uh -huh. it. It's not, didn't really do that well. Fuck yeah. this business. I think you were, are you, were you the only one who saw the chocolate war or? I, I mean, I remember. How do I not heard of this? I remember where I saw it. Oh, uh, that gay the, theater on the. Uh, yeah, the Studs Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Santa Monica. <laughs> I, um, I went, I went <laughs> there no once. With no pants on. <laughs> I went there once. Oh, you, shut up. You did not. Well, let me. I saw the Chocolate War at the West Side Pavilion Theater, which is not. It was on the third floor of the West right. Side Pavilion shopping. When mall. it was the West Side Pavilion, right? I don't even know what it is now. I, I think it's a, a Westfield something, right? Yeah, everything's um, Westfield. Well, they're getting killed now because the Century City Mall is like this beautiful, yeah. like yeah. Uh, but they used to show independent films. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but. Well, I did go to the porno theater once. Okay. Just because I was so... Uh, by the way, when's your comedy album come out? I like to get the plugs. Well, it's a comedy special, and then the album right. comes out. So the comedy special comes out August 21st. It's called Stretch It Out. It comes out uh, on Amazon. You can pre-order it now on iTunes. It's on demand. So if you have DirecTV, Dish, Charter, whatnot, if you have Xbox, Google Play, it's on like 78 platforms. But whatever platform you can buy... Brent, do. Believe me, my fans have Xbox. They do. Uh, guys, I really want you to buy that album. Aww. Or uh, special. Watch the special, buy the album. Uh, she did not ask me to say that. Like, I like to be like the junior version of Rogan. And believe me, this podcast is very far behind Joe's. But like Joe helps his friends out. Like Joe has made yeah. so many people's, or at least helped make their career yeah he's really good like that but you you're the same way earl but on a much smaller scale we're all battling for number two behind joe right but like i love how he had like tony hinchcliffe on yeah duncan trussell yeah. ari joey diaz yeah bert uh and so 
I really would love you guys to support Sean because I'm telling you, she is one of the good ones. Oh, thank you. And thank you tonight. Just most comics are very selfish. That is true. Uh, Should we name names? Oh, absolutely. But tonight, (laughs) Sean's very busy. Stand up TV shows. She's going to support a friend. Can I say who? Oh, yeah. The amazing Vicky Barbalak. Vicky Barbalak. America's Got Talent. Yeah. She's, She's going to support Vicky on that show. Most comics would not. Yeah. Well, Most- Vicky's one of my best friends. And as you know how it works in this business, it's like the guys usually help the guys. Not really. Well, <laughs> sometimes they don't. And uh, I've usually had to turn to the to the women in comedy to kind of catapult me. I mean, I've, I've usually had to do it myself, but when someone has usually brought me in for something, it's usually a gay male comic or a woman. Well, I thought you were gay. Like you did. Oh, uh, what? Uh, and it wouldn't have matter. It doesn't matter. I'm a gay man, but I'm not, I'm, you really did. You thought I was, uh, I you thought, thought I was a the, lesbian. Well, I thought for the first couple of years that, you know, when I didn't really know you, I was like, Oh, she hangs out with a lot of gay guys. Uh, yeah, but gay guys don't hang out with lesbians. The community doesn't normally always like, they don't usually gel together, which I find very crazy in a community that's, you know, been persecuted for for years and that people have treated differently. And they don't always, they don't always come together. But I mean, like you were always uh, fighting for gay rights. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah. You well, know, I, I like Dick. I'm going to fight for that. I'm going to fight for the gay rights. Um, like you were always on the comedy store. Uh, the the bathhouse show. The, the, the Right. I had the bathhouse show, which is like a throwback to, of course, uh, Bette Midler and the times when she used to perform in the bathhouses back in the day, which made her really famous when she would play with Barry Manilow and then Johnny Carson came to see her. I mean, it was like Queens and in towels and, and the hiv and it just all and then she just made herself famous from that well and then when i met you on the comedy store patio like kind of officially mm-hmm. uh, i think eleanor had said hey earl you guys know each other yeah and you introduced me to your husband oh yeah i was like oh but she's not a lesbian i just no one and no one's ever said that to me well, now that's I was really like, funny. Oh, now I can scare, stare, scare, I can't even say it. Stare at those boobs and go, "Oh, okay, I can, I can imagine." You can. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's it's an honor just to to know that I can that people can perceive me in all different ways. Like I, I just represent. I mean, I think it's you know everybody always sees me because I work a lo- amongst gay men a lot right. and that's i have a big gay male following so i think that's you know people can assimilate really fast that they can come to that conclusion that oh sean must be gay she knows a lot of gay people but i just am a, a huge lgbtq alley alley ally and uh, See, it's, you get my speech patterns yeah after. yeah that's what's um, happening so you know i just out there representing now were you passed by mitzi yeah, I was I was passed by Mitzi and I was lucky. I got to showcase not at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. I got to showcase at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Oh, so I, I wasn't going to get cock blocked because, you know, when you showcase in front of Mitzi in Los Angeles, people, other comics come while she's sitting in the back 
to cock block you and start talking in her ear. Right. So she can't watch your three minute set. So, you know, they can bring everybody down. And I was fortunate that Mitzi, at the time when I came on, they said she was looking for women. That's when the great Vicky Barbalak, who will win America's Got Talent, you will vote today, please, um, August 14th. And when she goes on, you will vote again and again and again. So, um, and so she, Mitzi was looking for women and uh, they said, oh, you're going to showcase in La Jolla. So I gathered a group of people. I called all those queens and in uh, San Diego and everybody came out to support me. And I'd been doing maybe stand up two, two years, three right. years, if that, if you could call it stand up, you know, as much as I could. And uh, I got a 10 minute set in front of her. Oh, wow. And they said, if Mitzi pulls you over after you're set, then you'll be a regular. If she ignores you, it's over. You know, it's not going to happen. Now, who tells you that? I don't know who told me. Maybe it was Luca Polanka. <laughs> I don't, I think he was the one who brought me in. It was Luca. And it just was kind of this known fact. So I was all nervous. I did my 10 minutes. I, I came off stage. She was sitting in the back by herself. No one, to, again, no one to cock block, right. to put their dick in her ear. And I came back and she grabbed my hand and she goes, cause I do like a Streisand impression and she, you know, like that. And she goes, Barbara, you're funny. And I said, why, thank you, Mitzi. It's been an honor to be in front of you. And then she's like, Colin Monday. And then from then on, she always called me Barbara. And she put me on right away. I mean, I went, I would work in the belly room with all the women and then she put me in the OR and she put me in the main room pretty fast to try and hone me. And what like time frame? What year? Like year? In that year, yeah, and probably like about like what like early nineties, eighties, uh, late nineties. Okay, yeah, I've been doing comedy seventy eight years, uh, but it 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 was it was great. And then she put me in the main room pretty fast, and I would open the shows and just kind of. I mean, and I have an improv background and had trained with the Growlings and done all this stuff, so I think. She could see me not just do material, but I, I could exercise, of course, off my feet. And sure. I, to this day, I think that's what I do best. And that's why they put me on at the comedy store early. I mean, you know, we can laugh and say, oh, they put women on first, a lot of women first. It's the vagina spot. You know, I've joked about that. But in the end, I think that's, I think that's your hardest spot. Oh, 100%. And people haven't had a drink. They haven't, you know, they just paid $25 to park, $20 to get in, $20 more to get raped. And now they're sitting there and a woman comes out to open the show. And I don't think everybody, you know, even in this day, I don't think everybody's always ready to embrace me. I may look like somebody's Jewish aunt and they're like, oh, and I might look a little, I might be dressed up, look a little bit classy. And they don't realize that, you know, I appreciate a dick joke just like the rest of them. And I'm going to, I'm going to work the crowd until, you know, they're here to bring on that next comic and make people feel like they're at a, they're at a real show. Like, would you ever, uh, <clears throat> would you change your act if you were going on say when I am like, like later, like when they're a little more rowdier and no, right. no, I think later is also is a time you have to go out there and, and, and work them as well. I think it's, <clears throat> I think really it's the middle that's, 
where you just see people come out with material and and do their thing because they've established this rhythm. But I think at the beginning, and I I was also on at the late hours, I performed to a party of one at the comedy store at 2 a.m. They worked me in all different places. And I, I, whatever I had in front of me, I was going to deal with, because I feel like you kind of got to assimilate to every audience you're in front of. I mean, I'm in front of different audiences all the time. Sometimes I'm performing in front of 6,000 gay men on, on, on cruise ships. And then sometimes I'm in front of the military in war zones in Afghanistan. And there's 30 guys that probably want to light themselves on fire. Oh, and it's 10 a.m. Oh, I can't do comedy in the day. uh... (laughs) Well, Well, I guess when a, when a black Hawk drops you down in the middle on it, on the, on the border of Afghanistan and Pakistan, you better hurry and do your set and get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh my God. I I couldn't. Well, I imagine the troops would love to see you over me. Well, I think they would really love you too, Earl. Yeah, but you've got, like, <laughs> I would rather stare at you than- Oh, you're kind. You I know. think you're the only one. I mean, listen, there weren't a lot of women over there and, and there were, you know, I, I would sit down with the, the females and the men and talk to them. But when you hit a base and it was all, all guys, they were appreciative. Well, I can imagine it. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a soldier, like, especially over there. Like, yeah. Like, like, if you're a soldier and like- watching the korean border it's like all right nothing's yeah. gonna happen no nothing's gonna happen to you there it's like i'll tell you i went over to korea in japan that was the first military gig they went over it was right after 9 11 great time yeah hilarious and then uh i cannot make this up it was the worst gig i ever had it was the navy they just come off their boat they were drinking it, the you performed in a disco in the round and they were like in lawn chairs around. And I went with Pete Gray. Do you remember Pete Gray? He is, I don't want to say he's before my time because we're probably the same age, but uh, I know the name. Pete Gray, yeah. He was hilarious. So he took me, we go, we flew 18 hours like Japan. We're exhausted. They take us into this like club to perform. I think they're all going to be so appreciative. It's fucking 9-11. And that these Navy guys and few women there are going to be like, wow, we're so grateful that we just got paid. We're off this boat. We've been stuck on for three months. And here's some people to make us laugh. I walked out on stage. I'm wearing a tight titty shirt with a flag. I'm ready to go. I've got heels on. I'm ready to, you know, just to give it to everybody to go out there. And within the first minute, some woman yells out, you fucking whore. And I was like, wait a minute. I haven't even told you what a whore I am yet. Hold on. And then people one by one started yelling out shit. And I was like, hold up. You can yell out what you want, but I'll take you one at a fucking time. And I had to take each person on one at a time. I had 45 minutes set to do. And you're supposed to be clean on these things. No. Well, I mean. I mean. I don't think I was. You're supposed to be. But I mean, I had a 45 minute set. I was into minute two and people are yelling at me. I'm like, do you know there's a war? Like, did you guys all know what just happened and what I came out here to do? They could give a fuck. Right. And I went out there and at one point I was like 25 minutes into my set and they were with me and then they kind of weren't, then they were. And at one point, about 25 minutes into my set, somebody dodged 
a cherry at my face, like a hardball, like a baseball, pitched it at my fucking face. First of all, I've already broken my nose four times. We don't need, I don't need another Marsha incident. Hit me in the face. And at that time I had been taking kickboxing. So I know how now I don't like to argue with people. I don't like to fight in general, but boy, to my adrenaline, it was here. I, I took the mic. It was cordless. I walked into the audience. I said, that's it. Who the fuck threw this at me? Who the fuck threw this at me? And they point to a guy who's like, was taller than you, maybe was about six, eight. And I came to like his ankle and I swear to God, I walked up to him and I was like, did you throw this at my face? Cause this is the size of your balls, small balls. And the whole room was like small balls. And that guy became small balls for <laughs> the rest of his goddamn military life. I love it. But it, I finished my set. I was like, I'm done. And then Pete Gray came up. He's like, you fuckers can throw anything at me. They were throwing glass. They did not care. And then when they, when the guy who booked us drove us back and, or the guy was in charge of like escorting us, he goes, you guys did great. I said, well, what happened to the last ones? Did they, did they, they lynch him? Right. But it was the most disrespectful shit. The fact that I went back out there to entertain military after that gig, you know, of course they were more respectful than that. The Navy always gets a little rowdy. It's always like one step from being Jodie Foster and the accused. Like, Great are movie. they all going to like cheer me on and gang rape me on a pinball machine? Maybe, maybe not. You just don't know. Well, I, I would imagine, uh, you know, they're not around a lot of women. So they probably see someone who looks like, you know, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, really? I think, Earl, I think you're the only one who feels, they're probably like, believe. could she have been a little less Jewish looking or could that, you know With what I mean? those boobs. Can we, uh, can we tone that down? You could have uh, <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo's face <laughs> and I wouldn't care what the face looks oh, like. Oh, God bless. Well, it's good to know somebody appreciates it. And then I take that as a full compliment, Earl. And I really thank you. I hope your husband listens to this. Please. Uh, can we oh, say he's under your, he's under the couch right now with a, <laughs> well, with I a mean, shift. <laughs> he's just ready to be like, what did you say? Well, I love how when Jason Galern did this podcast last week, he's like, Hey everyone, I, he promoted it. He's uh -huh. like, hey, I just sat on eight ounces of dried cum to do Earl's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's a little cum? That's not going to bother me. But I want your husband to know. I mean, I that know I wiped the cum off me before I left or <laughs> we're getting relatively graphic here. Uh, <laughs> I love your wife. All oh. this is said in ultimate respect. It's so nice. Now we probably, uh, and by the way, it's your birthday today. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's so a big day. I want everyone to, where can people find you, you know, on Twitter? No, I'm 32. Thank you, Earl. But where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, Twitter. You can find me at the convenient name of uh, at Sean Polofsky. Uh, Better spell that last yeah, name. Yeah, P-E-L-O-F-S-K-Y, and it's S-H-A-W-N. You can also just go to my website, which is easier, hahachick, H-A-H-A-C-H-I-C-K.com, and you can find all my social media that takes you straight to the promo for my comedy special, and then it takes you to, you can buy the album on iTunes and you can buy the, the, the special itself, whatever. Well, I want my fans, you know, I ask you guys to leave a review on iTunes for this. Mm -hmm. Some do, most don't, but it would mean a lot to me personally. If you tweeted at Sean today, happy birthday. Oh, Earl. And watch the special, so buy the album. It's not that much. I, I, can I ask how much the album is? Like, if, um, if they want to well, go through iTunes. Well, I think the, the comedy, the video, the special itself, I or, think it's like twelve ninety nine. That's nothing. Yeah. 
when you consider if you want to go see sean live which i suggest you do like she just broke it down it's you know a night out on and it's not just a comedy store but any comedy club you know it's 20 bucks to park mm-hmm. it's it's probably uh, unless you're a real vip or you know it's it's 20 bucks a ticket yeah, yeah. uh it, drinks it's an investment it's you know you gotta Sean's take a work. mortgage out to, yeah. to get to the comedy store right which is why it's amazing Sorry about all the buzzing going on. It's okay. Everybody wants a piece of Earl Skakel. I really. get it. Believe they me. all want to lay on the spooge couch here, Earl. I, I mean, don't blame them. I have had sex on that couch. Well, but, it's your couch. Well, th- I tell people, you want to come on the podcast, you got to sit mm-hmm. where you have to sit. Yeah. That's and, why I bought antibacterial wipes. We're right. good. I'm Jewish. I carried them in my purse. <laughs> You're going to need it. Yeah, uh, like yeah. Brian Holtzman says, some do, some don't. <laughs> Some are laughing, some are not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like my comedy influences, because we're uh, around the same age. Uh, could be. Ballparkish. Yeah, could be. Uh, I mean, I think I'm uh, older than you, but. I've had more photofacials, uh, Botox, Juvederm. But w- you've had Botox? Yeah, yeah. Why? You don't need it. But I, got good, I have good skin. You have amazing skin. Thank you. But that's like, one thing I got. That's one thing I got. Well, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you, God. Uh, Everything else falling apart. Who Like my comedy, my first comedy influence was Archie Bunker. Oh, which God. Was, uh, for better or for worse. Yeah, yeah. Not what he was saying, uh, but how he could say what he was saying, but still appear likable. Yeah. He Don was Rickles. Great. Great. Uh, great. Foster Brooks. Great. And it pains me that younger people don't know who like yeah. Foster Brooks is. Like, yeah. You know, they've grown up on the Comedy Central roast, which are great. Mm-hmm. But like Foster Brooks. Yeah. On that's, those Dean Martin roasts. Yeah, like, yeah. That's how you roast. Yep. Who were your, like, did you see anyone in particular and go, I want to do that? Uh, yeah. It was definitely, uh, and again, I'm turning into a total homosexual man right here. It was Bette Midler. Right. Uh, I, I just, I watched, and I'm not talking her movies. I'm talking, watching, you know, her live, her perform. I mean, I didn't, I was too young to see her perform live, but watching her on TV. And then I went to see her perform live many times. And then uh, Joan Rivers it was one of the greats. And I got to write for her for Fashion Police. So that was, that was really nerve wracking and crazy. And, uh, then the, you know, I, I really always thought I would, what I, my goal was, was to be on Saturday night live. And so when I was young, it was the Gilda Radners. Right. Um, you know, it was, uh, like the Bill Murray, Steve Martins, uh, and Eddie Murphy really as far as stand up comedy, I think the really first time I got influenced in, in stand up comedy in general was really influenced was Eddie Murphy's Delirious. Oh my God. That was like, yeah, it was such a big special, yeah. like right before Dice had hit. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, was, it still is. It's still, it's still, I mean, that outfit doesn't play, but he, it still plays. He's still one of the greatest. Um, oh, and also, well, uh, Dice Man, I really loved as a kid and I loved Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison, I think if you could ask me who the best stand-up comedian of all time was, I would say Sam Kinison. Hands down. I mean, uh, 
I, yeah, it'd be hard to argue that. I mean, I know people would say Carlin and, and a couple others, Chris Rock. I, All great, but Sam Kinison was different. He didn't give a fuck. And I remember being at Jew camp and someone brought in a tape of him and we all listened to it. And we we're just like, you know, where he's talking about Jesus on the cross. He's like, I'm not nailed to a cross, you stupid bat. You know, and he's right. yelling. And I just was like, this is so, he just walked an edge. And it was something I had never heard before. I don't think uh, there's been anyone like him after either. Like, cause he had a preacher's background. Mm -mm. So there's never been anybody like him. How he could, uh, control a room yeah because he had that ability to give sermons but then talk about like pussy and like it was crazy like, it was like and ang and and like there was such an anger to him but I'm yet with him it, there. it was <laughs> but it was endearing well i mean i loved him because he was also a a, a closeted musician so he yeah. did uh the video for wild thing where he put everyone from every mm -hmm. band like he had Warren D. Martini from mm -hmm. Rat. Yeah. It's Stephen Piercy. I mean, Rat, let's just talk about. I'm, mm -hmm. you know. Let's just talk about Rat. Just to, to have the singer from Rat on this couch. Oh, my God. Is that why there's so much cum on this couch? Six of the <laughs> really? dried ounces of cum were from Stephen Piercy. Fifteen of the babies on out here oh are God. from the cum. I loved Rat. I went to see Rat one year. Rat and Motley Crue play. Oh, that's their prime. And I, 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 I saw them. I literally attended the concert in a bra. Oh like my God. I went with my, my girlfriend and we wore bras. We wore bras and a skirt. I wore a bra. Like today in this day and age, you could never catch me. I barely can get naked and dressed with myself. Like I turned to the corner when I'm just with myself trying to get undressed. I can't imagine that I went to a concert because I was kind of a goody two shoes, but I went in a bra. But that was uh, like, if you want to watch what Sean's talking about, Rat has, <laughs> Rat has like, a, go to her home movies. Uh, <laughs> Rat has a video called I Want a Woman. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. You might be in it. Uh, oh, I wish. The whole crowd is like hot girls in bras. Like it's like, that's how they left the house and went to the show. And like, you could just feel the mm -hmm. women emanating yeah. out of Stephen Piercy on this couch. It's like, wow, you've lived a life, bro. I just can't believe you've had him. That's so great. You know, I, I mean, not like had him, had him, but like, no, you I had did not him. have him sexually. Okay. But, okay. Uh, I'm a fan, but not yeah, that big. me too. But like, uh, he, like he was the perfect guest because, you know, he's just a smidge bitter, but funny. Uh, but like, he gets it. Like, I'm like, the rock star. But How like, cool. some people don't. Like, we see it in the comedy world, mm -hmm. you know, you know, with the bust after the boom, uh, where the, the comics blame it on everyone but themselves. And I'm yeah. Like, did Nirvana kill you guys? Because it did look, some of the videos were a little, you know, you had yeah. the, the cherry pie video with Warren. God, let's just. Uh. Where the drummer's hitting the cherry pies. Uh-huh. And then Nirvana came out like, oh, wow, this is a lot different. Yeah. But Steven was like, no, we killed ourselves. Yeah. You know, but he was like, he's funny. Like, he's really funny. Some of those guys are like, fuck Nirvana. They ruined my career. It's like, yeah. no, you ruined your career. Yeah. I mean, I saw it the other night at the comedy store with a... A comic I won't name. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, he was just like, this guy's better. 
Like he's running around the whole comedy store, introducing himself to everyone. Hi, I'm, it's like, uh, what are you doing? But do you think, do you think most, first of all, I'm like, are those like nunchucks connected to your, uh, these are to, to your microphone? Speaking of Stephen Piercy from Rat, Stephen is quite the entrepreneur. Let me. Uh, oh, is this a is this something he made? This is the only official sponsor of Inappropriate at All. Uh, Stephen Piercy has a company. Isn't that funny that I just was saying that after he called Mike Knuckles. <laughs> so if you're an open micer and you uh -huh. want to look cool when you're bombing. Oh, uh, you can just hold their microphone. Uh, oh God! Holders. How well does he do with these? I mean, you're not, not even, you're not using them, and I'm sorry, Stephen Pierce. I don't want, but you weren't using it. Well, no, I was holding it. See, I'm such a fan of Stevens. He holds them like this. Oh, but that's rock star holding, right? Uh, if you're an open micer and you got a hot set on Vargas's <laughs> show, you can just hold them regularly. Which I had. Well, I, listen, I, I've done every bringer show uh, before I really, you, you know, this was, you know, I was pretty naive when I first started. Uh, I think we all are. I mean, I'm still naive to a degree. You'd think 20 years in, I'd uh, wise up to the ways of the world. Yep. Like, you, you know, my uh, experience on Roast Battle. Which uh, you're great on. Oh, well. Uh, you are. I you. was. You and and the wave and Mr. Moses, you really you're so good. You're so good on it. Oh, it, it's an amazing show still, but it it was a. Uh, you'd think you know, it, it started five years ago, so fifteen years in, I'd be pretty like uh, self aware, mm -hmm. and uh, this has been a fascinating experience of uh, behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm still learning. Like, you know, back then when I started doing Jay Davis and Sergio Loves. Sergio Love. Uh, I, you know, is essentially a bringer show. God. And they would book me every week. And I was like, wow, they must think I'm really funny. And I was horrible back then. I, I mean, I'm honest. I wasn't that. I, I was likable, but I didn't have the, the, the chops. And they would have me last every mm -hmm. time because I mm -hmm. would bring the crowd. And it took me years Probably took me 10 years to go, oh, shit. They just had me stay. I wasn't headlining. Mm -hmm. I was I was the only one who brought people. And I see that now with comics. They're like a... But I mean, I feel like you're very, again, you're one of the, maybe, and that's why they maybe put you at the, closer to the end of the evening, because you are fast on your feet. And you will say some some crazy, off-the-cuff, material and it's it's funny and it's unexpected and the the way you deliver it and i think that's i think that's why you are where you are and then i'm on the opposite end because i don't think people always expect what's going to come out of my i don't look usually the way i i speak or move i'm physical i do stuff people don't expect that to come from me and i think you come up there and you almost could seem like a conservative cool guy and then it's just the crazy shit that comes out is that's why it's so funny. And then I talk about wanting to fuck Caitlyn Jenner. Well, you no, know, yeah, someone's got to. Well, I just want to be the first guy. <laughs> I don't think you're the first one that's been there. So, well, I, I don't know if she's had sex yet. She's with she's with a woman. There you go. She has I a girlfriend. We already missed out. By the beautiful way, beautiful girlfriend. We have comedy store legends coming in, just chiming in, Harold. 
the old manager from the comedy store. Are you kidding? Uh, Harold is in the house. Courtney Cronin Dold is oh, in the house. Oh, snap. I don't want to lose the iTunes snap crowd. Spirit. Spirit uh, fingers. So we've got some legends. Uh, that's how loved Sean is that people who are comics, you know. Those were all straight people, too. Well, I don't know about Harold. <laughs> I know about Courtney, though. Right. Oh, Courtney's straight. <laughs> Courtney married a crowd. Look at that. So, right? We both took the foreign card. Me and Courtney will be in Nashville next that's, week. Go to that. Oh, I wish I was going to be there to see that show. Well, it's a great, um, and headlined by the great Craig Gass. Oh, um, God. That's a great, uh, that's a great lineup. Well, I was really excited because uh, it's the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. So it's it's not a comedy convention, but it's a, um, I guess, more of a music uh, a convention. But uh, they're doing a comedy show at Zany's. But uh, Vinnie Vincent yeah. from Kiss was going to be there. Now he's not. And uh, he tried to hold them up over money. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people think he's a woman now. Kiss holding someone up for money? <laughs> I know. Well, Gene is. What? Uh, I know. I, you know what? Because I know how you and Courtney and Craig, because he does the impersonations of Paul Stanley and Gene oh, on, so on Stern. And I'm a big Stern fan. And I, I met Gene Simmons, was at the improv once. And it was Pretty Funny Women. And I came out and I always do this holiday card every year with someone who's, you know, a celebrity or this. And my first year it was, I started this, I was uh, sitting on, uh, uh, oh my God, why am I thinking of uh, the porn star? Uh, why am I blanking Ron on Jeremy. Yeah, I'm sitting on Ron Jeremy's lap because I did this comedy show, Giggles and Jiggles. And it was at the Key Club and I performed. And then I came downstairs and met him and- we took a picture and I'm sitting on his lap and I was like, does chlamydia wipe off? And I made that my holiday card. This is like 15 years ago, made it my holiday card. And when I sent it out at the time, all I got were these like calls from guys, friends, husbands, and they're like, you are my favorite person. And then I would get calls from girlfriends intervening going, I don't know who your new boyfriend is, but oh. we need to talk. You know, it's the hedgehog. He didn't, uh, he looks look a little appealing. Rough. Right. But I was performing at the improv and I needed a new holiday card and it was, it was getting close and out comes Gene Simmons and his wife. And I was like, Oh my God, it's fucking Gene Simpson. He came up to me and he was like, I'll phone you, you know, completely. I give, I don't know why I made him British. Damn you, Sean, your impressions suck today. Um, it's my birthday. So give me a fucking right. Um, just send me jewelry. But I, he, he, I, he was like, I really, you know, he's like, I really loved you. And yeah. I was just in shock. And then I thought balls out. I know he's kind of tough with pictures and this and that. And I was like, could we take a picture? And he said, sure. And like his ride was there. Everyone was ready to get in the ride. And I said, could you do it with your tongue out? And he did it for me. He stuck his tongue out. I stuck my tongue out. Most killer picture. I had a flip phone because we didn't have iPhones at the time. What did I get? The picture, it was like 16 candles. My friend who took the picture was one shot. Right. And it was like the eye, you know. Oh, really? You know, when he and when Ted and the prom queen take a picture and she's like, geez. Right. And it was just like an eyeball. Yeah, I failed. I didn't get I didn't have that that I think that holiday card that year was with like Michael Richards when he had his meltdown. Oh, geez. So it was it ended up being a really good holiday card. But I was a little bummed. I thought that that was going to happen, but that was a really cool moment for me. 
Well, Gene's, I like Gene because he's, he's just honest with who he is. I like money. I like pussy. Yeah. He's an, inno- I mean, he's an innovator. But he's now touring, you know, uh, Kiss does their thing still. Yeah. But he, he's such a workaholic that he tours around the world with the Gene Simmons band. Uh, and his voice is pretty preserved. Yeah. He, he hasn't. How old is Gene Simmons? Is he like 78 or what? Like, how I mean, old is he? He's got to be late 60s. You think that? Uh, I mean, I'm 49. So he's got to be You're at 49? least. 49? Yeah, I'll be 50 in September. Oh, my God. But he, so he's got to be. I don't ever say the F word. <laughs> oh, I, you know. When I say F, I mean 40. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I mean. I don't mean 50. I'll never be 50. Well, I mean, you know, I buy the moisturizers from That's Barnes. good. You look great. I try. People think you are. I mean, to me, you like look 42. I get early 40s. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I get a lot of young dad roles. Uh, so, But now I'm, you know, I don't want to say heavily, but I, I do more voiceovers. So, you know, that you can just, you know, you could be 70 and, and play a 40-year-old. That's true. So. That's true. Oh, I love it. So, by the way, you guys, make sure your Adult Swim subscription is current. Oh, you're doing something's coming. I can't <gasps> talk about it. Oh, it's so fancy. Is this I can't like the talk breaking? About it, but is this here's the breaking hint. news? Here's a hint. Am I part of that? You, uh, breaking you are news? breaking news. Uh, Donald Trump is a racist, and uh, <laughs> he's out of control. Thank God for Omarosa and those tapes. Yeah, yeah. Why well, she's always seemed like a trustworthy person. I don't understand where he thought he went wrong with her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like the best season of Apprentice ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are you very political or? Uh, I'm political enough. Right. And I have opinions and I don't hold back no matter who I'm in front of when I'm performing. I mean, am I a political satirist? No but I do have opinions and I'm liberal and I'll fucking say it and I'll say it again. I'll listen to other people's opinions and whatever, but uh, yeah, I'll get out there and say things. Cause like you, uh, and now you headline as well, but like, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, sometimes I get in the comedy store bubble and I think there's nothing outside the comedy yeah. store, which there is. There is. I mean, the improv is a great club. Yeah. The Laugh Factory. There's a, Paris. and Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things uh, outside the comedy oh, store. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's why I always tell people, you know, everyone wants to get past at the store. Yeah. It's just like, it's like it getting your name on the Stanley Cup. It's right. like, but there's other hockey leagues. Right. Uh, so that's why I always tell younger comics or even older comics mm-hmm. who are like, Everyone wants to get the store. The yeah. Store. Uh, but it's like, dude, you know, go to the ice house or, or you know, uh, but the store is. They're like, the that's a 25 minute drive yeah. down the freeway of death. That 110. I remember the first time I took that freeway. I was why? sweating. I was like, why did someone just put me in NASCAR? I was just like, good God. Well, there's always traffic. Yeah, but like that that freeway, people go really fast. And then it's such an old freeway that people are entering at five miles per hour. You know how they have the entrances and the right. exits? So it's like, it's kind of a death sentence. It's just kind of survival of the fittest that freeway. Uh, by the way, Harold, the gay manager says- uh, Harold Tercy? Yes, I look the late 30s. Thank you, Harold, but <laughs> you're not getting in these pants. I love you, Harold. Harold's the best. We had so many, uh, it's it's what uh, I kind of miss about the story. You know, now it's a, it's a machine. Yeah. It's, it's a, And it's- never been better but you know back really, when harold was managing yeah. it's a little more looser in terms of yeah like, 
the wackiness. Yeah. Uh, uh, I miss those days. There was a time where it was just, again, anything really went. But that's because there was not many crowds. Yeah. So I mean, could- I, I was there. I was there the night Joe Rogan and uh, Carlos Mencia. Went. Were you in the room? I was in. I was in the hallway. I'm always standing there when someone goes and hits someone, or I'm always that one person who's standing there who's really uncomfortable because I don't know how to handle it. And I was standing in the hallway speaking of, it was midnight-ish, and I was talking to Sergio Love. Me lucky, Sean. Yeah, it's good to see you, Sean. So we were standing there, and we're having this conversation. And then I could hear, I could hear Joe Rogan, and then I heard Carlos Mencia's voice, and I knew they always avoided each other. They would each go into the different room, and I knew they disliked each other, and they would avoid each other. And then I heard them both come from the OR at the same time. And I turned to Sergio, I go, do you hear that? And he said, yeah. And I go, oh my God, I think that's Carlos and Joe on stage. And I think someone's going to die. Someone's going to die tonight. Because I don't think people realize that night, Carlos had like a, I don't want to say a gang, but he had his a posse of sort. Yeah. And, and you know, Joe didn't. Joe, Joe had, doesn't really Joe had need Red a posse. Band, I think, with him. But, I mean, Joe doesn't, you know, physically, these guys, from what I understand, I wasn't there, but, like, they were bigger uh, dudes. Yeah. And, you know, Joe I don't could, remember seeing any of those guys. I just remember uh, Ari Shafir getting on stage. Also, <laughs> like, everyone was just kind of ganging up on Carlos and well-deserved because he was a joke stealer. It still I mean, is. And yeah. And when, even when he would come into the room and he'd watch me, I was like, I better not do my Streisand. Like I'm sitting there thinking, you know, he's going to get up there and talk about how he's a Jew from Oklahoma. Right. You know, I was just like, just keep all, just do improv, work with the crowd work, crowd work, crowd work. That's what she just did when he walked into the room. Cause he was in the back writing shit down. It just was uncomfortable, but yeah, Joe just called him straight out. I thought since he knew jujitsu and that he was good, I thought this is it. It's going to be one punch to the neck. Someone's going to be dead. I better, you know, I was in like a Jewish panic. I was like, uh, my anxiety was going up, but I couldn't, I, you know, and, and people started rooting, you know, I found myself like, yeah, take that. I kind of became one of those uh, I, I became like that angry public person that was, it, it was, it was something I couldn't pull my eyes away from. So to, to be standing there in that moment, seeing someone get called out for their shit. Well, good. It was time. But I saw that brewing cause they, everyone kept avoiding each other and each one would go into the next room, but it would, but I knew it was going to come to a head. I just didn't think I would be witness to it, but I was fearful that night. I thought, uh-oh. I've seen so much shit happen at the store. Why wouldn't this be like any other night? Well, I mean, the store, and it's still to a degree like this. It's mm-hmm. like the bar in Star Wars. Right? It's like there's every unsavory character. Uh, and now that it's, uh, you know, never been better, it, yeah. it's, you know, even brought out more uh, freakier people who are like been doing open mics for six months. Yeah. Going, oh, I want to get in here too. Yeah. I was like, well, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon never i mean poor adam uh the book the booker uh and don't email adam the booker because just leave him alone i know Uh, i feel i i know well i mean uh, it's overwhelming well i mean dom herrera said it the best to me uh when we were on the show you know i'm dying up here and dom was great on it yeah he's like hey uh, how are you being treated at the comedy store i'm like oh i got no complaints dom Mm -hmm. Uh, adam's very good to me i don't have any complaints either but he, 
just looked at me and said, well, just remember all that means someone else isn't getting taken care of. And it was like, basically he was saying, be humble. And I am, but like. Oh, I thought that that was, that was like something was happening with Dom. Okay. Oh, no, no. Okay, he, I was like, what? Dom's like. Yeah, uh, But he was like, oh my God, I, I can't say enough nice things about what, Dom. What, your father, something wrong. <laughs> what father, something wrong with me? I love it. Oh, every time there was a break in shooting, the whole cast would gather around him yeah. and just listen to his stories. It was great. Uh, but that really drove it home. Like, yeah, I'm I'm getting a spot or two or whatever, but that means someone else isn't getting a spot. So it's like, be happy for what you get. I have never, I I've never been. I I mean, again, Mitzi Short before she passed. I saw her two two days before she passed away, and she lives near me. And I was fortunate the the, the Shore family and Jeff Scott, the pianist from the I saw the picture. Store, yeah. Um, that was two years ago. That oh. was, that wasn't, that was not recent. That was two right. years before that. Um, but I would send her cards, you know, like for Passover and, and I got to attend, it was, I think her 80th birthday party. And it was me, Vicky, uh, Arsenio Hall, Carlos Mencia was there. Did he steal anything? Uh, I I didn't. I think he took uh, he took the uh, hummus home with him. The recipe. Yeah, he took the hummus and uh, and then there was like Maz Jabrani, uh, Jeff Scott, uh, who else? And then fucking Jim Carrey walks in, and it was just so surreal, like sitting with all those people, but. Mitzi, I'm forever grateful. You know, I'd have to say uh, there hasn't been, honestly, and I can reflect on this uh, on my birthday, I can say there haven't been a lot of people on the industry side that have given me the time of day. And I'm I'm very present and I've been here and I've been working hard. And um, there's a there's a public following for me. You know, I mean, someone's got to Somebody's got to take out Kathy Griffin, but I, you know, there is. Hopefully it's you. Yeah. God. Um, but it's just, you know, I've been working so hard and I can only have sat with her and told her like, because of you, you have made me the comic I am because she took me in and believed in me and honed me and put me in that war zone, which is better known as the comedy store, which oh. is the heart, that original room, the hardest room in the world. Oh, now, have uh, I performed in every room in the world? No, but I'm sorry. It's haunted. There's shit going on. People are cock blocking you. There's tourists. You don't fucking, people don't even speak English. They're coming in there. Sometimes you're performing. People don't even know what you're saying. Just get in there and you go into that war zone and you commit. And she made me that warrior. I'm not afraid. And so God bless any time, any minute I ever get, any time I get at the comedy store, I am grateful. I am. Oh, I am so lucky. I like. Even last night, I just started looking at my name on the wall, and and then you started masturbating. Yeah, I was like. And then you're like, I better bring that to my couch because uh, I want Sean to be comfortable. <laughs> I was like, are there any whores around? It would be. Is there the large circular brown couch somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh, at this couch. At this couch could tell. It's a very big couch. It's like well, you... I got it at Levitt's, uh, which closed down in uh, Encino. Did you say Levitt's? Yeah, Levitt's. There's a couch. the Levitt's brothers. Right, uh, Harry and Larry. Uh, <laughs> Larry Vazios before he changed they had his name. They had Levitt's in Oklahoma. They're 
everywhere, I think. Levitz is like, you have to be yeah. a child of the 80s to appreciate yeah. the references. Levitz. Along with, uh, <laughs> Such a, I you know, that name. Federated. <laughs> That's where I got my stereos from. Mm -hmm. uh, Shadow Stevens was in the commercials. Shadow Stevens, stop. Because I never met Metsy. Like, yeah. I, I was in the room once when she was showcasing, and uh, I, this might have been when she was maybe uh, declining in health, and uh, I didn't want to meet her. Like, I was like, I... I just want my memories to be of like the TV shows. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's my one regret is that, uh, although I'm happy to be, uh, to have been passed by Adam, uh, I was like, you know, I kind of want to see, I wonder if Mitzi would have liked me. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, her memory lives on through people like you who knew her and. This really, uh, I'm just helped. grateful. I'm grateful to her. I'm grateful. I mean, that, that Adam has been good to me. It's just been, it's, it's, it's a real honor and a pleasure to stand am amongst people like yourself, Earl, and other greats and to be where I think is really the core of comedy. And I can say, sure, it's fun to perform at the Laugh Factory, sure. performed at the Improv and whatnot, but you're never going to see what you, the rawness of the comedy store. You're never going to see like a Don Bear. You're never going to see that in any other club. Oh, just you're like, never gonna you're never gonna see anything like that. I mean, just last night, like you know, the, you know, Monday nights at the store, you know, it, it, it's it's oh, a yeah. lot of comedy, free uh, for all. It's like, yeah, from seven to mm -hmm. you know a little after two, so yeah. it's uh, seven hours. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you have to go on last or, or host the last part, like Don does, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, and he last night at literally two in the morning was killing with the Ding Dong Show on stage, of and like. Very few comics uh, uh -huh. could do what do he that. does. Like mm -hmm. to kill at two in the morning with an audience who's literally been there mm -hmm. anywhere from three to the full seven hours. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't get that at the Laugh Factory or Improv. It's, it's, you can't. Because I think the comedy store has a history the other clubs don't. I mean, although the Improv's been around quite a bit, uh, but, you know, they've changed the, the, the layout and the, yeah, well, the companies were barely had security until like last week. You know what I mean? Right. Like anything would 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 happen. Well, they there. had the, the comics door. being security, right? And it's exactly what I don't want is a four foot two door guy who's just trying to get on open mic night to to protect me from the active shooter being the muscle. Ex like they never were. Well, now you've got like uh, Hassani, who's like this. Oh my god. Uh, you know, I don't want to give away his background, but he he looks like a yeah. Mossad agent. Yeah. <laughs> and Ruby. Ruby don't fuck around. He's a big dude. Big fucking uh, Mexican. He will tear your shit up. Oh, yeah. Up. And there's a newer uh, door guy who's bigger than oh, Ruben. Oh, yeah. Uh, he looks like a black uh, King Kong <laughs> Bundy. Like, I would not want to get out of line at the comedy no. store. No. Justin, who's like this, uh, you know unassuming white dude but he's like a pro boxer yeah uh, no it's gonna be one punch to the neck and yeah. people are down uh like but, a kill bill move yeah right at the heart where they just <laughs> like a donkey kong uh, yeah or mortal Kombat thing yeah well guys this is when we cut the facebook live out sean's got to be somewhere so we're gonna talk a few more minutes off air but for the facebook live audience you're gonna have to go to itunes sean uh thanks guys for tuning in I appreciate plug your that. Uh, sites and all relevant info right now for the facebook live Hi. people oh well i have a, a one-hour comedy special called stretch it out 
It's coming out August 21st. You can pre-purchase it now on iTunes, or you can wait to the 21st. You can buy it on Amazon. You can watch on demand if you have actual real cable. If you're just a guy who likes to play video games, look, go to your Xbox, Google Play. Vim, there's It's a lot of platforms. Uh, and then if you want to follow social media or just check me out, um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and just go to my website, hahachick, H-A-H-A-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now I love this woman. Oh, you did seriously. You're pulling on my heartstrings, Earl. I feel Don't like I'm emo emotional, emotional today. The camera's a little shaky because I'm a one-man operation, here, so I have to <laughs> I have to angle the microphone into my pillows while Michael J. Fox is not the camera guy right now. So please love oh. and support Sean Pulaski. We're going to uh, talk a few more minutes off air, so uh, go to iTunes when this is out in about an hour. Wish Sean uh, a happy birthday on Twitter. Uh, buy and watch her special. It's not that hard. It's twelve dollars. It's twelve. Uh, it. I mean, that is literally yeah. less than the yeah. price of parking if you yeah. want to see her live. Which I mean, yes, you do. Right. And it's if you want one coffee her, at Starbucks, like, yeah. can you not? If you want to see her live at the Comedy Store, you can go on the Comedy Store website. I believe Tuesday afternoons they post the lineups. Mm -hmm. So go on. Uh, what is it? ComedyStore.com. Yeah. And. Uh, Click the Hollywood. Uh, there's two locations, Hollywood and La Jolla. And uh, do you headline La Jolla? Ever? Yes. Yes. So click on La Jolla. Make sure she's not uh, headlining there. And if she is, go there. And uh, Comedy Store, she's there a few times a week. Inappropriate Earl song yeah. called iTunes. That's it's almost over. I mean, I wish I had a red band here to help me do this. Tears. All right. Well, it's true, though. Like, this is part of the reason uh, I do this podcast is... I want to promote people I love because I just think that that's how the business should and could be if we all could. helped each other. Yeah, but we all don't help each other. Not everybody is like you, you know? But I mean, like, I really try and I don't want to say rip off, uh, model myself after Rogan where, you know, and I was talking with him in the kitchen the other night. Uh, it's a... I was saying to him, dude, you help so many people and you get nothing directly back from them. And he's like, no, I do. Like, I, I get the good vibes that I give them and it comes back to me. And mm -hmm. I wish all people would think like that. Like, I can't help you directly. But, oh, you you help my soul. Earl. But I mean, like, I mean, just to be here and do. And like I said, if I could get into it. A lot of people, you know, only scratch their bros backs, especially in stand up. It's like, I'm going to help another guy and then I'm going to help another guy. And like, you're one of the people that have come forward to, to help a woman. And usually the women, we all got to stick together and we, we help the other women. And so with, with that being said, I'm just, I'm appreciative. Well, I mean, I, uh, I don't think there should be like, a a divide with women and men in comedy like there's, but there is there's, oh i know but there is and there shouldn't be like there's and everyone's fewer. like oh my god there's you know when i get asked all the time oh you know now don't you see more women in comedy there's been a lot of women in comedy we just got a bad rap and that's just and i i don't know why it's when a woman hits the stage and i'll, I'll see it i see it all the time people ready to tune my shit out and it's like no 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 i'm not gonna let you tune out and if i see you tuning yourself out i'm gonna i'm gonna call you on it well, that's what I love about you. Like I, and sometimes I feel like this is almost coming off like an insult. Like you're a woman 
but you do comedy like a dude. Like you're like not aggra- aggressive might be a strong word, but no, like, I don't mind aggressive. You're There's ballsy. Like you're like, I'm a hot chick, but like this is how <laughs> I, I don't think that <laughs> I'm a hot chick. But, I don't ever. I, that's never my mentality. I'm always like, but oh, you are though. Look, this is me. <laughs> but, but you're, you know, like, uh, I don't, you know, there's always. I'm not the elephant man, is what you're saying. It's <laughs> no. I mean, well, I would fuck the elephant man if, it, if his tits were. Big well, enough. he's got a bag over his head. Lights out. I mean, Don Barris says the best line. He's like, "You see, uh, Earl in the back, guys. Uh, <laughs> Earl would fuck a chair if it had big tits." Um, well, I'm glad to know you're a tit man. Not everybody is. So, well, I mean, listen, I've dated. Uh, if you look at my last three girlfriends. Uh, you would not think the same man dated them because they all look different. Mm-hmm. You know, one was short with big tits. Is ever too, are any tits too big for you? Well, there was a girl who used to show up at roast battle, uh, you know, and this is when I was just doing the heckler role. Yeah. Um, before I found my true calling as an elite roaster, apparently that didn't impress some networks. <laughs> <clears throat> you can lose by winning. Mm. Sorry, we won't go there. Uh, and I remember the first night she, they had purposely sat her by my table mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Moses, like everyone's like, Earl, you got to get up to your table right, right now. I'm like, well, I don't really like watching the, the, the early part. I, mm-hmm. I, it's, you know, it's a long show. Uh, and like, go up there right now. Like, trust me. I'm like, no, I really don't want to. So Josh Martin grabs me by the arm. He's like, you're going up there now. I'm like, all right, why does everyone want me up there? And I sit at my table, and I didn't notice her at first. Uh, then you saw. Well, it, roast battle is—you've been in there. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a crazy energy. Mm-hmm. I get, I got more nervous doing that show than any stand-up show I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Um, and I just look over to my left, and then I got why everyone wanted me up there. Yeah. This girl's tits. I would say forty, double G, mm. like. And she was skinny, like like um, double G. Du- like, I don't know what the size is after 40. double G, but like she had them. I'm a 32 G. I know, it's exhausting. But you're a Please. small girl, and even when I lose weight, it's just they stay like fucking balloons. But that's great. Oh, it's great for you. I'm like a, the, the evolution when I take off my bra. I'm tired. I'm tired carrying these around. I, at one point, I went to go get a reduction like um, early 20s because I didn't have it was like one day after ninth grade suddenly I had boobs but I hid them in high school and then when I went to the high school reunion people were like did you get a boob job and it's like no I just I hid them but I, at one point I went to get a reduction but then some agents said no big boobs are funny and I listened to that like a schivozo you know I was like oh they're funny so I kept my boobs but I I I think I probably should have just taken it down at some point. I just, it's, 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 it's a bitch. Ba- you know what a bathing suit top for me is? If I want to get like a bikini and I want to get it and I have to buy them separately or I want a bra and one that doesn't look like my fucking grandma Bertha's bra, they gouge you because what are you supposed to do? How else are you supposed to hold up your titties? Oh no. I mean, I have a friend of mine. Uh, she's not a comic. She has like uh, boobs your size. And she literally cries because she has to go online and buy like a three hundred dollar bra. It's crazy because it's the only ones that yeah. you know you can't. You can't hire the big- someone to hold them up for you. You kind of like they got to 
defy gravity. But you can't go into Victoria's Secret and go, yeah, I'd like a 32 G no, and a pink no, satin. They no, don't make them. No, they just like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, beat it, toots. Yeah. What uh, are those? But getting back to women and men in comedy, like I, one thing that drives me up a wall are, uh, are things, I just want funny shows. Mm-hmm. I don't want gay shows. I don't want all women shows. I don't want all men shows. Uh, I just wish shows, I don't care if it's nine women and one guy. Mm-hmm. They're the funniest. Those nine women were the funniest people for tonight. Like, am I wrong? And th- like, I know there's like, no, you're not wrong, but it's, that's not the mentality. Look at it. I was looking at the, the improv had a, an ad that went out this week. And um, I would have called it the, we have no women here week, or I would have called, we have no women here show because every night of the week they had six faces and they were all men. And I was like, God, it's just what it is. And it's been like this. And I don't think it's fucking changed. That Which much. is why there are all women shows. Cause because right. People think that women are to come out and be unfunny. And sure, there are some unfunny women. There's also some unfunny men. But you see the majority of funny men stepping forward, and that's just kind of what it's been. I mean, it's a man's world. Uh, you can hashtag me too. For the, the, again, no one ever offered me shit. I've never been asked to be on any goddamn type of casting couch. It was like I was a fucking pirate, like I had a hook arm or something. I would have loved to have had that day for me, but that has never happened. I've had it happen to me, but like. Lucky you. I mean, you know, looking back, you know, I never was really. God, I, I, you know, I never I, even I, hear men say that. That's so awesome. I think it does happen to men more than you think. Like, because most, well, I don't want to say most, but I would say a fair amount of people in casting are gay. Gay men. What is another reason why, you know. I should have made it a long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got a big hammer. You'd think it would have helped. Good for you. I'm a size Uh, queen. Good for you. And once again, to your husband. Good. Said with respect. Don't worry. He's under the couch. It's just one shiv. One shiv to the neck. Two levels. (laughs) He's Brazilian. You know how they work, man. Just a. (laughs) Well, your husband, uh, like, how did you meet him? Uh, He came to the comedy store. Of course. Uh, He came, actually, it was some uh, gay friend of mine uh, wanted tickets to the comedy store and he was bringing all his, uh, his coworkers. He brought all his coworkers with him and he's like, Oh, I need six tickets. And I, and I said, okay. And he said, okay, but, uh, I'm not bringing the gays this time. I'm bringing a bunch of straights. And I said, well, Dave, you say this, like, it's a bad thing. Okay. You can bring straight people and straight people can watch me perform. Straight people watch me perform all the time. People forget about that. The gays just think I'm in front of them all the time. So, he said, uh, yeah, I'm bringing a Russian, an Israeli, and a Brazilian. And I was like, first of all, Israeli. I'm not going to. I did that. I'm not going to. I don't want to listen to annoying, you know. I don't want to listen to the annoying, like, accent of, like, you know, eh, 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 you know, no. So Russians, I, I don't want to be with KGB. And then I saw the word Brazilian, and I had a, just this, I, about, like, Six years ago, my taste just turned a little brown and I had this, this thirst for Latin men and, and uh, Brazilians are always at the top of the food chain when it comes to Latin men. Gay men taught me well. They always said, go for the Brazilian. It's the Brazilian. You'll never find anything hotter than the Brazilian. So they set me in that mentality. And then I guess my friend told 
his coworker, which is now my husband, oh, she likes Brazilians. And he'd been in the States for a year and a half and he was having a hard time kind of assimilating. And, and so I came in about five minutes before I had to be on. I met him very fast, everybody fast. And then I picked on him from the audience. Um, and I, you know, I had a couple of people from out of country. I had, uh, some people from New Zealand, some guys from New Zealand. I'm like, oh, you must be uncut. And then I was like, oh, Rafael, you're, you know, you're Brazilian. You've got a sneaky snake. So then I went into, you know, an uncircumcised whole thing because it's not my, that's not my game. For, for a woman who likes Latin men, you know, you're really like, you're really rolling the dice if you want to end up with a Latin man because most of them got the sneaky snake. But my husband was a unicorn, thank God. And he, I think he's the only circumcised Brazilian in Brazil. Thank you, baby. And uh, we, he, my friend, I had gone out that night after my show with some more gays and I didn't stay on and was drinking. And um, I, I texted my friend and said, I'm glad you came out to the show. The Brazilian was hot. And he said, I don't, I don't even remember what Rafael looked like. I was just happy he was breathing. He was Brazilian. And then he said, oh, Rafael would like your number. And he texted me and, te and he asked me out for dinner the next day. And that was it. Smart. Yeah. All I did are comics. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I dabbled there. I did that in my pool of desperation when I thought no one would love me or be with me. And after I had fucking, you know, been with every jade eight, every plenty of dicks.com. And I had moved through that chain. The last final stage was dating comics. And, uh, I think that was really my lowest, my lowest point. And, uh, I, I love it myself. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all I'm around. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, I'm not around uh, doctors, lawyers, uh, mm -hmm. you know, someone who works regularly. <laughs> you just assume that I, I'm hanging out with doctors and lawyers. <laughs> but I mean, like you're around because you do a lot of outside events. Jewish people just hang with doctors and lawyers. Right. You forgot accountants, Earl. Right. Or a porn And other stars. money lenders. <laughs> right. Uh, Montel Williams. Other Shylocks. Um, well, I know you have to get going. Uh I know I've said it like four times. And first of all, I apologize for all the buzzing. I have all Apple products. You're very popular. I've just never, I, it's. Not really. No, you are. You are, Earl. I love how you downplay oh, how wait. popular you are. That was Comedy Central calling. Let me read the oh. text. Uh, <laughs> Earl, we're sorry. <laughs> just kidding. But wait, I think Lifetime is texting you right now. What are they saying, Earl? Earl, beat it. Um, <laughs> by the way, I have a friend who's in a Lifetime movie coming out. Uh, is it with Tracy Gold or uh, Judith Light? Is it's with star? Judy Gold. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Sean, uh, I I would have you back in two seconds notice. Earl, uh, thank you for having me. This is the best birthday gift ever. Well, it's just like you're the real deal. Uh, I, wish, uh, I wish younger comics, and I don't even mean an age, uh, like uh, I just mean – comics who are young in the game would take a lesson from you and you don't have to be a cunt you don't have to be a backstabbing uh, person to be successful you can no. be nice you can help your friends yes uh and uh, can give back give back not and, like in the earl's couch give back kind of way but it is a, a give back like earl is with me today but I like uh, this, like Joe said. I uh, you know you you help uh, Duncan Trussell and and maybe he helps one of his friends get a gig mm -hmm. and then that friend helps Tony Hinchcliffe yeah. and then Tony Hinchcliffe helps Jeremiah Watkins and then Jeremiah helps this person. Like yeah. it's literally a, it's domino. a domino effect. It can be, and that's and that's you know that's why I stand by my girl Vicky Barbalak tonight 
because I would walk through fire for her and, well, and, and she would do the same. Well, Vicky is someone uh, who like it's beyond an institution in LA com in comedy in general, but mm -hmm. specifically LA She's comedy. worked hard. Uh, you, you know, time. 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about Vicky later. I love her. How can people vote for her? Uh, they can uh, go just download. AGT? The, yeah, you can watch it live. You can vote by phone and text. But you know what? It's just easy to put the NBC app on your phone and just hit plus, 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 plus. I think it's 10. Yeah, I think you can do up to 30 votes. So... Just, and those that's things the way. are like rigged to a degree of it ain't the funniest person who gets the gig. Yeah. It's the person who, I don't know, swallows fucking swords, mm -hmm. who has uh, some wacky bot I mean, spamming people. Yeah. So if you're friends with Vicky or you don't know who Vicky is, just, just go online, just go on vote. YouTube. She's amazing. Yeah. Help I don't vouch. Yeah. Help Sean's career, please. Please. Pretty please. It goes back to please. Sean's helping Vicky right now. No, Vicky helped Sean. And it's, it's, yeah, Maybe please, you can open please, up for please, Vicky Lord. At the downtown comedy <laughs> club, if it's still open. Inappropriate Earl, SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, please leave a fucking review. It's not that difficult. It's not. iTunes charts are based on reviews to a degree. You know, so please, it helps daddy out. And uh, coming up uh, next week is some fun guests. Corey and Chad uh, later on tonight, the, the twins, great show at the Ontario Improv, a dirty show. It's sold out every month. Uh, and I love you all. <laughs>